We are back. Fan and Lore Club is live here on this Friday afternoon as we are diving into the latest episode of The Mandalorian titled The Jedi, Chapter 13, Episode 5 of Season 2. And as you know already, it might be the biggest thing to ever happen in The Mandalorian, and we are here to discuss it. We're having a lot of fun doing it. I got the regular crew, the uh, the, the normal two, um, with Brian and Jacob right there on the right side, and then uh, joining us as well as one of our fellow podcasters here on Hawkins Movies, our buddy, our partner in crime, Mr. Gio Ramos. Could not not have him on this episode, being that it is about the big bad um, Sokotano. Uh, <laughs> super pumped. Obviously, we're getting some really, really cool things on this episode. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, a lot of stuff, not just Ahsoka. There were plenty of reveals inside this episode. Um, and so we're going to get to it all. I know typically we go a little bit of a chronological order, uh, but because there's so many... Um, reveals in this episode. We're kind of going to talk about the reveals more so than the actual episode itself because this episode, um, a lot could hinder on it here in the near future. Um, a lot of questions were raised and uh, a lot of questions that need answers. And so um, we're going to get into it. But uh, how's, how's the Fando Club doing today, guys? How, how's everybody on this Friday? It's Thanksgiving weekend. Um, how's everyone's Thanksgiving, Friday morning, all that good stuff? Pretty damn uh, good. I just, I'm, I'm, let's just be honest. The reason we're not going in chronological today is because Jake needs to be able to hop all over to talk about anything and everything <laughs> at any point due to excitement. You know what? Um, fuck you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> this is a family show. A family. <laughs> no, I will say not since maybe Rogue One has my Star Wars spirit's been this high. So that's why I'm here today. <laughs> that's interesting. None. None whatsoever. Don't let it... I'm the real Ahsoka fan. Don't let him... Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're the real Ahsoka fan. Yeah. I mean, the good thing is, either way, whether we went chrono- chronological or not, we're still going to start with Ahsoka. <laughs> exactly. Either exactly. way. So. Um, yeah, look, there, there's a lot to talk about. And as I mentioned, it's, it's not just Ahsoka. Obviously, she was... She was in the episode more than I think anybody may have realized. Um, kind of considered the co-lead, right? I mean, she she's a pivotal part of the story of this episode. Um, but let, let's start with the opening scene because, look, we, we go into this episode and, and nothing is confirmed at this point of when she's going to show up, if she's going to show up, how much she's going to be in it. And we see this opening title and, and it pops up and we see the opening scene. We're seeing this like rundown planet we see like kind of like a military style base with a town guards are covering it we see this woman up top and we see this gunfire and then all of a sudden shit goes crazy (laughs) and we see this this is the first thing we see in the episode is a hooded ahsoka wrecking shop to people trying to come after her we don't know why at this point but they put her on display front and center the very beginning of the episode, and they let us know, yes, it happened. It's here. Rosario Dawson is playing this character. She has her Rebels white lightsabers, and in yes. all of her glory, she is kicking ass against these people that we don't know nothing about at this point. But they also make sure to tell us, look, we're staying true to this character by the way that she, she uh, holds herself, the way that she fights, the way that she runs, the way that she talks. And in that first sequence... It very much feels like Ahsoka Tano, although Ashley Eckstein is not voicing her slash playing her. Um, and I don't know about you guys, but I got the feeling right away that they did the best they possibly could to portray this character in live action. And to me, they completely succeeded. Who wants to go first? Well, let's not all talk first. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Jacob, Jacob, um, first off. Okay. Okay. First off. Um, so... I agree with you. By the time I got through my second viewing, I loved the look of Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. The first time was very jarring. It was just weird to see Ahsoka in live action. And we got to realize it's never going to look exactly the same as it does in animation. That's just impossible. Every character we've seen come from animation to live action in any property doesn't look exactly the same because... It's just live action. So it was a little bit like... It was pretty freaking close. Yeah, it was like, whoa, like, this is crazy to see Ahsoka in live action. But, like, five minutes in, I'm just like, yep, this feels like Ahsoka. And I just... There's so many canon questions that came to mind that 
I'm sure we could talk about for hours, but I, I loved it. I, you guys know, uh, Jedi is my favorite thing in all of star Wars, Jedi's and the force and lightsabers. So I was very happy with it. And we literally start the episode off with glowing white lightsabers in the forest. So I loved it. So pumped. Them so lightsabers, pumped. man. Uh, <laughs> okay. Brian, what, what, what'd you think of this? The whole opening and just the reveal and everything. Well, it's funny because Jake, right. I said it a couple times to you before we start, cause we watched it together. Um, I was like, what if she's not even in this episode? Like, what if it's a giant, <laughs> a giant troll or something? And the episode starts off with her and it's like, nope, she's in this episode. <laughs> and the way she comes in, like coming in and out of the, out of the shadows with, and the only time you saw her was with, if she had her white lightsabers lit up. And then she, every time she got rid of them, darkness. And they're just like, oh, she came in like such a badass so cool and it's just yeah she looked great i know people are complaining about the montrals and it's just like i I'll be honest huh it's it's a practicality thing i honestly like this may sound weird but like i almost kind of am taking it as like human body parts like we it they're different on different people like not all Montrals are going to be exactly the same in my opinion. Like, I mean, I get like the length and all that stuff, but like, uh, why, why did do, it doesn't need to be exactly the well, same yeah, and, like, and to make sure that what people understand what Brian is saying, when we say Montrals, we're talking about her head tails. Oh her yeah. Head tails are called Montrals and what people a lot, not a lot, but a, most people are talking about is the comparison from this version of her, to like say the 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 rebels version where they're a little bit longer um up top and then they're also longer down here so they don't look exact but when we think about it we, we've talked about this plenty of times things don't need to transfer from animation to live action exactly and we also have to remember like when we talk about someone like shock t in the prequels where she had some giant like her modules were big like yeah. they, they were they were big but she wasn't flipping and running and doing action scenes like Ahsoka is, the practicality of it probably isn't as strong as it would be with the way they did it now. And again, it doesn't look bad. Like it doesn't like here. I'll pop, no. I'll pop a picture. I'll, so like they they don't look like they don't look bad at all. Like mm-hmm. they don't That'd look bad at all. But zero, from the rebels, zero version, problem. They're definitely a little shorter. Uh, yeah, I, especially I have- when we see her at the end of the rebels rebels finale, but. Look, I don't know the ins and outs of this, but I isn't that similar to hair? Like, isn't it's, it's it similar their to human it's hair? Their version. Yeah, so can version because they grow right. Like from the time we see her as a teenager, and then when we see her as a grown adult at the end of Rebels, they're way longer. So yeah. can't you can't you hypothetically cut them? I mean, and then uh, they grow. I don't think I don't, I don't think know about that. that. You know? I don't even want to get surgery, you know, and I don't know. I, th- I think yeah. cutting Montrose would be cutting like a dog's tail or something like that. Wouldn't mm-hmm. be yeah. I, we don't I, know. But like for me, it wasn't that big of a deal. Yes. Chuck Sean was very picky about it last night, but I mean, that's everyone's going to have their own opinion, but for me, it wasn't an issue. Um, and something that I feel to me was made very clear. She definitely either studied heavily Ashley Eckstein, like how she portrays that character, her voice, how she talks, or they work together very closely because there were points where the very first time she spoke, I went, is that, was that a voiceover? The very (laughs) first line. And I was like, no, that's not her. But if it, it was enough to give me a question. So I, I don't think, that uh, my fear was always that she was going to kind of make Ahsoka just a little bit her own. And it, it wasn't, it was very true to the character we knew. So I appreciated that probably more than any aspect. Uh, Gio, what about you, man? Yeah. I, I didn't care much about the mantras um, because I was just blown away by what I was watching. I mean, for myself, I don't think I've seen 
a Jedi, uh, I'm sorry, a Jedi move with so much, you know, so tactical, you yep. know, and, and, and her moves and fighting style. I mean, it's just talk about a opening entrance, you know, making your live action de debut. And every time I heard the lightsabers, for me, the lightsabers wow. is such a sweet, beautiful sound. <laughs> it's, yeah, it gives you like borderline orgasm every time. But <laughs> the fact that she had two and just like she, every time she would turn them off, it, she'd be moving, you know, and like, like I said, so tactical. And I've, I can't remember the last time I've seen that in a live action as far as Jedi's go, you know, in the prequels, Anakin and Obi-Wan, they kind of just, you know, found themselves in a situation and, you know, improvised, you know, and uh, the sequel trilogy, it was, uh, you know, I, I don't know what that was. Um, but in this one, man, you talk about making a, a grand entrance. Like I was really impressed. The, the fact that the sound in the TV show is exactly this sound is incredible. Mm -hmm. It's it's sounds identical to what the television show just showed. When she's about to fight and it's just silent, but the sabers, it sounds just like that. It's identical. It's scary yeah. how, how similar the sounds are. Yeah, I... It's, and her blades look so good. <laughs> yes, the, the 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 VFX on the blades are incredible. Um, the sound of it, the the way that they move, the way they sound, everything like that. Uh, Jake Jake hasn't chilled from one where she goes like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and we'll talk the about from that behind because I do have a, I do have a picture of that. But um, yeah. So obviously they start off the episode great. Ahsoka kicked ass. Um, but. She wasn't in just in that part of the episode, or she wasn't just a small part of it. She was in a big part of this episode. And, you know, obviously mm -hmm. we knew at this point that Mando had been sent by Bo-Katan to, to find her. Um, and we didn't know in what capacity it was going to be in as far as, like, maybe she was she going to be chilling at some cafe? Or was she going to be doing something? And she's cafe. full on. You know what I mean. She, she's full <laughs> on. It's funny to think of her just on chilling. Like... For herself. She's full on on a mission for herself. And she's... She's trying to do something for the greater good. We don't exactly know. She's obviously trying to find information, but she, at the same time, she's also trying to free people who have been um, locked up. And um, this, this puts them uh, on a collision course, and we get that great moment when Mando finally finds her, um, and we learn all of these interesting details. Obviously, there's some stuff in between, and we'll get to that uh, here here soon, but... Um, the next biggest part of this is when they meet for the first time and we get this really, really cool, quick action scene um, from the two of them that had some really cool moments in it. You know, Mando's obviously sent by um, the magistrate to kill her, but he has his own um, idea about it uh, as far as why he's doing it. And he doesn't want to kill her, but he has questions for the child. Um, and we get some some really cool moments here. And this is one of the biggest one is we get confirmation that Pierre Beskar can, in fact, black, block lightsabers, which that is amazing. Um, crazy, crazy movement. I mean, the fact that Din even attempted to do that, like he could think that was possible, uh, is crazy as well. Um, and then do you think he really, you think that? I just think he was just putting it up as just like, ah, crap. And then well, realized that, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying like his first instinct would do, was to do that, but him thinking that like, like it was even possible that, that those could block that. See, I didn't um, think it that way. I just thought it was more like a ah. Yeah, I, it might have been it because he. If you notice it before that's before that shot actually happened, he actually does block one with one arm. Mm. Um, so it it had actually happened right mm. before that. Um, and then we get a really good look at her for the first time without the hood on with the sabers. You can see that those are the rebel sabers. One is shorter than the other. Um, you see the montrals. You see the color of the skin. You see everything as far as Ahsoka. And they get a cool image here too, where he yells Ahsoka Tano. And she realizes that he's actually there for something else. Um, and then we'll get to this. Th this is the next big thing that happened in this episode. Um, no longer Baby Yoda. No longer the child. Mm. But, um, he, he officially has a name. He officially has a name. Grogu. Grogu is his <laughs> name. Um, I know some people are debating it online. But uh, I got to say, I, I'm, I'm okay with the name. I am okay with the name. I think the name fits. It's, it's adorable enough. 
Um, but it also fits because the backstory they gave him, and I'm not going to say whether or not I like the backstory. I'll save that for here in a little bit, but the name I think does fit. It was just interesting how they revealed the name. I'll say that. Are you upset (laughs) about how they revealed the name? No, it was just so quick. It was like when in the force awakens where Snoke goes, Oh yeah, you're, you're the son of Han Solo. It was just like, oh yeah, over and over. I like that though. They don't make a big deal about it. It's just this is his name, and I, you know, at first it does hit you really quickly, and you're like, whoa, wait a minute, now we know his name, and you're like, whoa, and you need time. They move on before you have time to process it. But once uh, Din started calling him it, and then he looked up at him, it's, it's the I dog head tilt. That it's the dog head tilt. Huh? I that but the made noise me he made too like the name that <laughs> just just that alone made me like the name, and now that the Mandalorian can call him by his name when he's yelling at him. I love that. I still yeah. think he's going to call him kid. So do yeah, I. I was going to say, probably, yeah. but he'll use his name stick. when he's not listening. He'll say Grogu, you know, yeah. but overall I like the name. It's Phil star Warsy. And it's like, it it's doesn't a cute, why it's a cute name that True. fits with the cute baby. So, well, is he a baby with the backstory they give him? Hmm, well, we know that. he's 50. So <laughs> yeah. for do his you know, race, he's still a child. Yeah. Or for his species, yeah. Uh, I, I thought his uh, backstory made complete sense, you know, because he's he, he's a force user. You know, that was one of the big reveals in season one. But how did he learn that? You know, how did he learn how to harness that? And I'm more curious who took him from the Jedi Temple. It's a big either question. right before That's or during the last six. What? That's a big question. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've seen some. Jake had a guess there. last night, and it was what? pretty good. Jake had a guess last night that was pretty good. Who, Kanan? No. Oh. That's who I thought at first, but uh, he said Jocasta knew, the librarian. Mm, I'm curious if, because somebody, somebody She's said still alive at this point, by the way. Somewhat? Mm, Isn't she? No, the comic books. Well, Vader. She, Kills oh, there. that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Sorry. 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 My bad. After, I don't know hope. when that was, yeah. though. I don't know when. That was after a new hope. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, she could have gotten him out. Yes. 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 But I, she she's not around right now. She she's the only one inside that temple that we know. We know that a handful made it out, but we don't know the exact names of who made it out. We know for a fact that she made it out and she was at the temple and it would make sense that she is the one to grab him. Yeah. And I mean, they could also just make up a new character for all we know. That's like, that's very true. That's very It true. could literally have just been someone grabbed him, took him out and was killed. And voila, you have following. a new, yeah. or you have a new character. Who knows? Yeah. Or Jake, but- it could have even been Cal Kestis for all we know. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Holy that would, Jesus, that'd be interesting. I just right? thought that how Ahsoka said he hid his powers because he was afraid of using them. I wonder if he maybe um, witnessed, because he's a youngling as well. Did he witness Anakin slaughtering younglings? Oh, possibly. So he is, he is now the lone survivor of Anakin's youngling purge. Because really? they they had said Ahsoka had said in that that whole thing that you know he he was a youngling at the temple he was training at the temple he had trained with multiple masters um, it'd be interesting in fact if Yoda wasn't one of those masters um, but so he and, and we don't obviously like and we got to think when Clone Wars let's see Revenge of the Sith there's 20 years between Revenge of the Sith and the original trilogy there's about eight to ten years where the original trilogy takes place. Or five, five to eight years when the original trilogy takes place. There's 25 years plus another five for 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 the Mandalorian. So there's 30 year gap of when the Revenge of the Sith stuff happened, and now Mando is happening. So Baby Yoda would have been 20 at that time, around 20 years old at that time, and just imagine how immature, for lack of a better term, he mm. would have been then training. He would have 100% been a very, very, very small youngling um, training with someone. We just don't know who. Well, to that Barry. point, he's been hiding his powers for a long time then. More than he's been alive. Uh, well, well, sorry, more than he's been on his own is what I'll say. Mm-hmm. And she said he suppressed it to a point where he doesn't remember things. Yes. So yes. that, I mean, 
it's very much in essence of uh, Last Jedi where Luke just shuts it off and is somewhat apprehensive to use them again. And I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not against the backstory. I think it's kind of cool. I'm fine with it. Um, I, the thing that is I'm struggling with right now is like, I feel like he's like an like imposter kind of where it's like, he's this like older man pretending to be a child kind of it's it. I don't think he remembers who he is. No, I know. But like it, it's, I think I, I just need like another episode to just kind of like get over it, not get over it, but just kind of digest it. Maybe it's just like, cause there's certain things I'm like, he does where it's like, he's very much a baby. And then there's certain things where it's like, okay, he knows exactly what he's doing. He's kind of like, it's almost like he's older, like communicate. I I mean, I don't know. I'm still, I think I'm still, that's probably the thing I'm still kind of like trying to digest the most out of this whole thing. That's why I'm not a fan of the backstory. Well, honestly, yeah. though, nothing's changed, though. He's still 50 years old. He's still a, a baby for his species. So no, I know. that hasn't changed. The only thing that's changed is that he got training several decades ago and, from, and a, that... from Jedis, and he's been hiding his powers for decades. So it makes sense that he's... Like, I don't think his... Uh, like, how far along he is as a Force user has to do with his age as a just a regular being. Yeah, I get it. It's just, I think it's, it's something that I haven't like gotten used to yet. And I'm not opposed to it. It's just like, okay, that, that changes a few things that I've seen. I was originally on board with the backstory. Like I thought it was really cool because it was unexpected. I was not expecting to learn it this early. I thought it was going to be revealed in a different way. But then when I think about it, kind of going to Brian's point, to this entire point of this series, unless they do something like he forgets who he is and, you know, he goes back to this kind of state of mind, he, he, Grogu, this entire time has felt like an infant, right? He has felt like an infant who can, you know, who barely walks around, he gets carried, he has a crib, you know, he gets fed, like all of these types of things. And when I think of that training in the Jedi Temple, it doesn't match, like it doesn't like match for me. I don't know why, but it, it just doesn't. And and it also, I don't know. It just, I guess it may also be the fact that like, we're going back to something that we already know. Like I, and, and the show has done such a good job at this point of separating itself. I don't want more connection between people that we know and characters we know and things that we already know in the universe. Um, and that might be playing a, a huge factor in, in my thought process on this. I don't know. Hmm. Kind of reminds me of Ray and her, you know, story of whether she was trained or not, you know, and you see moments of her true power, you know, and it just the way you guys are talking about it just reminds me of Ray. Yeah. So yeah. the thing to me is that the the child, you know, his species ages differently. We are we've known this for ever since the show started. So no matter what, he's still going to act like a baby. I don't think he's faking it. But I no, think I'm not, him I don't being think trained it. as like a as a force user is separate from that. Is separate from his aging as whatever their species is called. And I actually I like the um the backstory because if you think about it, it's really the only thing that makes sense. If he was like 20 years old during the prequel era, Unless he was hidden, where would he be? They would send all force using all force users to train with the Jedi because they would separate them from their family so they wouldn't gain attachments. So if he was alive during the prequel era, they that's where he would end up. So to me, it makes sense. I just want to know if he had a little teeny tiny lightsaber. <laughs> that's what I was wondering too. Does his lightsaber look like a Lego lightsaber? Like, is it just like a little teeny tiny thing? Well, Yoda had a lightsaber. I see. And that's where I'm kind of like the whole backstory gets to me. I'm like, how far 
is his training. Like I, I feel like he's probably in order to keep the, the innocence, he had to have been like bare minimum beginning of training because he, he is doing things. I mean, force push and pull is pretty much well and death grip i guess <laughs> but uh well, is kind of like the, the final episode last year where he blew up the stormtrooper like that's a big thing mm-hmm. yeah well that i mean he that was push he threw the fire back at him but, but that i mean that's that takes a lot i know yeah. but so like for me i'm assuming and to me it'd be kind of ridiculous that he is only like he's not trained in lightsaber combat or like, mm-hmm. like, you know how we see uh, in attack of the clones where the, they're practicing yeah. like, this, like he's not at that point yet because maybe not. Well, and yeah, they barely even walks on well, his own. That's what I'm saying. And remember in clone wars, if we're going back to clone wars, um, the kids who went to go build their own lightsabers, they, they were a little older. They, they were a little older. Um, yeah. We also have to. The thing I'm interested in, we do have to keep this in mind, is whenever they do reveal, or if they do reveal how they age, what it is compared to us. Like, how yeah. old is 50 years of them compared to us? Because that's that's going to be a big deal. Like, is I'm one starting year, to think it's like five years old. Uh, well, I'm saying like, is one year of of that species like 50 years of us? Well, how old was Yoda when he died? Yoda was 900 years old. Okay. So I, I look at it as 900 is 90. That's how I look at it. So every 10, ten Yoda was like a year old. old man. So every so, 10 years is a year old. Which exactly. Would mean he's five. Yeah. That's what I would say, to be honest. And that would make sense. They start training that young. So he would have been two years old when the genocide happened. Yeah, possibly. I mean, it makes sense because he would be a little baby. Like, and that not... means he hasn't started lightsaber training yet. Because even those kids using the lightsabers were like five, right? Yeah. yeah I think, I think they are probably even a little older, like seven, eight. Yeah. yeah. I think they, I think, I feel like 12 is like the number you get your saber at. Right. I feel like that's a good sense. round number. But like, we're on agreement that like he wasn't training with a lightsaber. I don't think so. Right? I don't think okay. so. I don't know, man. He might've got one in a cereal box. <laughs> little, little teeny tiny thing. I, his would be even smaller than Yoda's when he found, fought dooku and just like um but okay let's, let's let's get to let's get to the next part of this conversation and th- this does happen a little bit later on but it's it's similar to what we're talking about because it has to do with grogu it, it has to go with grogu um mando and and ahsoka when she tells him where he must take her or take him excuse me um which is a big deal which is a huge deal um she essentially says i can't train him um not only has he formed an attachment with you but I have seen what attachments to someone have done to other Jedis, to great Jedis, and greatly talking to about Anakin, specifically mm-hmm. talking about Anakin. Mm-hmm. That's who she's mentioning. Um, and she tells him, take him to this ancient Jedi temple, put him on a mountaintop, and let him decide for himself. I know that they're, I'm not, you know, it's not verbatim uh, for what she says, but that is the paraphrasing of exactly what she says. Um, and th- this could mean a lot of things because we know at this point that, like Ahsoka said, he's suppressing his powers. He doesn't really know who he is at this point. Um, he's still learning and that he has formed an attachment with Mando, meaning that if Ahsoka took him, it probably wouldn't end up good. Um, and she's she's being that adult Ahsoka that we know from Rebels and everything like that. Um, and Din, Din obviously doesn't know to be like, well, no, that's that's not what it's supposed to be. He he's he's all new to all this force stuff. Um, but what do you guys think about the whole reveal of, of taking him to an ancient Jedi temple, putting him on a mountaintop, letting him decide for himself, and hopefully a Jedi finds him or he reaches out to a Jedi. That's the key there, because we could end up seeing another Jedi come up in the series who ends up training Grogu or coming to find Grogu um, if they do reach that point. G, I'll start with you. I mean, it could go either way, honestly. Um, do we want to be sh- like rotating Jedi's into this uh, series? Um, you know, I I don't think that they'll go that route. I mean, a, pop- a popular name I've heard is Ezra. Um, it's the only one I will accept. 
I'll I'll be pissed if if it's Luke. Uh, There's no way. I'll be pissed. He would probably. He that would mean he probably would be dead if it was Luke. Mm. I don't know. I mean, Uh, that would mean that he's with Luke at the Jedi Temple when Ben Solo slaughtered them all. So he would be dead if Luke took him. That's a good point. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't really know what to think. I it just it, it, it's only a toss up in the air, you know. I mean, it, he seems to only use his powers when you know things are like so in, weird. Oh, Mace Windu. Sorry, I was reading the comment. Yeah. Um. The, oh, th- this one. Can no. you imagine just like no him like no hand coming in like no. I got this. I'll I'll quit. I'll quit. Did he survive? No. Just everyone <laughs> needs to go away from that theory, man. He's dead. He's gone. Leave him alone. Jay, someone said this. Who said it last night? And you immediately were like, no. Just <laughs> stop it. Just stop it already, everybody. Star Wars fan of Mace Windu has died. Leave it alone. Sorry, Gio. Go ahead. No, I, I just, I, I it's totally a toss up. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I don't, I'm not convinced that he wants to go down that path because the only time he's ever used his powers are, you know, when like, they're about to die, you know, and what he's already witnessed in the Jedi temple, you know, with uh, the killings and, and whatnot, you know, so, and then the one Jedi he does meet doesn't even want to train him. So does he really want to go down that path? I, right now I, I would say no, but who knows? Maybe something happens to uh, the Mandalorian and he decides to, you know, go down this path and be a protector. So, remains to be seen. Jacob, would you be okay if that, whether it's the final final few episodes of the season or something next season, that we get to this mountaintop, right? He reaches out. He feels something in the force. He chooses his path. And then sometime down the line, we find out that Ezra Bridger has found him, has felt him, and Grogu goes off with Ezra Bridger. And it's not a part of this series. It's something yeah. else. Well, yes, I would be okay with that. Um, I that That is probably the best option because if you look at everything that's been set up so far, and I don't think they're... Look, they'll bring in Ahsoka, especially because we haven't seen her in live action. They'll reference the prequels, but they're not going to bring in Luke. Like... It's just that's too uh, familiar. I think that's too familiar. So, well, if you guys look at the piece, pieces of the puzzle, and I don't want to jump ahead, but the person who uh, Ahsoka mentions at the end of the episode, Ahsoka's here. She was looking for Ezra last time we saw her. It all makes sense. If Thrawn's around, Ezra must be around somewhere. So to me, that makes sense. But I think what's going to happen is if you guys remember the episode of Rebels when Ezra goes to a temple and he reaches out and he talks to Yoda. Yeah, him um, and that's in season two. But not in person, though. Yes. It's like a forced call or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I think Grogu's going to experience something like that. He's going to go to this place. He's going to reach out. I'm not saying it's going to be Yoda, but maybe somebody reaches out to him through the force somehow and says you have to make a decision grogu do you want to you know go down the jedi way or do you not and grogu has to decide and then once he makes his decision now the mandalorian has to go find ezra somewhere or go find another jedi for him to train but i kind of wanted him to stay with ahsoka but i i don't think that's what's going to happen now i think that story's done so yeah, I think Ezra makes the most sense because either either that or you bring in a brand new Jedi or you bring in somebody way too familiar. So I, I have something interesting. And we and Brian and I talked about this last night. Um because Ahsoka seemed a little she seemed a little aggressive, right? From what we've yeah. known. She seemed like she was a little desperate, if she you will. Killed to a find lot out of this. Fools. Yeah, she seemed a little desperate, you know, to find out this information. Is there any chance in the world? That she told Din this to lure Ezra out? Possibly. And essentially use them as bait to get to him? Because she can't find him? Very possible. Oof. 
man. Like I said, tactical. Because again, look, it's it's been five years since since we last saw her in Rebels, right? That five year span, we don't know what happened, but where is Sabine? Where is mm-hmm. Ezra? Did they find Ezra? Did they find Thrawn? It seems like from what we got in this episode at the end that they may have found them and then Thrawn may have slipped through their fingers at some point. That's kind of the vibe I got. But it could be possible that maybe they never actually found them. And that Ahsoka just found out that this magistrate is just working for Thrawn. Yeah. Well, she knows that Thrawn is alive. Yes. How does she know that? Exactly. the thing. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm, I still kind of think that they haven't been found uh, at this point. Like, I, I don't, I personally, I don't think Ezra is going to come and talk to or even see Grogu. I don't, I, the boat I am on right now is that Grogu's not going to even do it. Honestly, I, I, the I'm sitting on the boat thinking that he's going to be like, no, I don't, I, I don't want to leave Din. He's, he's my ride or die at this point. And they have an attachment. Yeah. Yeah. And cause Ahsoka kept saying over and over, you're like a father to him. He looks at you like a father, like that type of stuff. I don't think, I just don't think that I and everyone's that saying like Ezra is uh, is going to show up that to me that saying Ezra's in hiding. Why, why would he be hiding from Ahsoka and Sabine and everyone else? Uh, but, but Thrawn is still is out and about doing his stuff. Well, I think she's looking for Thrawn to find Ezra. I think maybe she's heard that Thrawn's still alive and she hasn't heard anything about Ezra. Well, and I, threw out this out. Idea, I threw out this idea last night. Like what if they found them and then Thrawn got away and essentially is holding Ezra prisoner. Somewhere? That's yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like if you're going to bring Thrawn in, Ezra is attached to him at this point. Being a Rebels fan, I don't think you can bring one in without Oh, yeah. Him. It's all connected. I honestly yeah. think this was a this was Dave Filoni setting up his spinoff series. It was a backdoor pilot. It was a backdoor pilot. Really 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. Backdoor pilot. Hold and on, Thrawn Brian. is going to be the big bad of that series with Ahsoka, Ezra, and Sabine. Brian, did you lose your crap when Thrawn was name-dropped? You, Just like you clearly had watched watch our video. On camera. You can watch it on camera. I didn't even know you guys did a video. Yeah. Yeah, we put it. I jumped off the screen and started jumping. Because we weren't couch. expecting that. We were expecting no. Ahsoka. We weren't expecting Thrawn to be name dropped this early. I there's the moment where she says it. That's the moment. Yeah. I jumped off my <laughs> by the way. Spear and lightsaber fight. Amazing. Yeah. That mo- that episode was very classic samurai type movie. Yep. Like everything about that, like Mm -hmm. from the town to the way they fought to the setting, like every weird way they wrapped, everything was very samurai esque, a very different type of uh, pace that we've seen from this Western. It kind of shifted to samurai. while still kill, still keeping this Western aspect. I mean, they did have a shootout, literally. Um, but like every time, the second time I watched it, even more, I was like, "Oh, dang, that was very much old samurai type." Like everything about it. Um, but yeah, it's funny because I was talking to Sean after Jake, and I was like, "Jake finally got." Jake's been worrying, like. Oh my God, Ahsoka's my favorite. Like, please don't mess her up. Like, what if they mess her up? Blah, blah, blah. You finally have your piece. And now that went to me. And now I'm feeling that with Thrawn because his name is now, he is now like They're not gonna somewhere. They're not gonna so, Jake, are you, are you like 100% satisfied with Ahsoka's live action debut? 100% satisfied. I think it was brilliant. I think Rosario Dawson um, was absolutely the perfect choice. 
to play this character. Um, and she was a fan cast. Which I, I, think, I think it was absolutely perfect. Yeah. Uh, she has been lobbying for this role for years. Um, she has been wanting it over social media, over and and it's been clear. Um, it's just and, crazy. She looks like Ahsoka. So yes, and the, the way and you know I'll throw these up, but the way that um, Jake loves his images. Her, her her color, the color of her skin is so close to what we see in animation. It's perfect. Um, the 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 marks on her face uh, are just they they're perfectly shaped. The way that she uses her voice as Ahsoka, the way that she moves, the way that she yeah. she uh, uses yeah, in combat—it's so crazy that her age lines up perfectly. It's it's insane. How, and how old Ahsoka is. The one thing that I will say that we didn't get in this episode um, was the way that she holds her sabers. Okay, um, the very first fight she did. I so when I went back and watched it, I was like. It's very. I know very you want it, it backwards it, the whole time. It's no, I don't want it the whole time. But she fights a certain way. Well, and at the, a certain in way. the end fight, she does it too. When she only has mm -hmm. one, so she she does it around. One, and she, she does yeah. the one, but I'm more, I'm more so talking about when she's when she does her stance. Yeah, she typically oh. doesn't do. She doesn't yeah. stand with the sabers this way. She stands yeah. like this, and the sabers are coming behind. Well, her. I mean. That's Dave Filoni should know that, you know. That's, well, I'm sure there's a reason for it. Yeah. I'm sure there's a reason for it, and I'm sure we're gonna get it one day. Uh, and again, this is just be me, me being nitpicky about it because I'm such a big Ahsoka fan. I think that this character has deserved this shot for a very, sure. very long time. Um, and it it is well, well, like it, it was done so brilliantly. Um, it could not have done it done any better. They they did it right by throwing her into the very first sequence. That's the only way it could have happened. Um, and showing us that, look, we know you guys are scared about bringing this character to, to screen. Here you go. Here's your proof it's going to work. Oh, yeah. I think it worked for sure. Yeah, because the, the action guy, the was incredible. Episode, the rest of the episode, we didn't see fights like that, right? We saw her doing acrobatic stuff on the roofs and stuff, but the very first sequence is when we really got to see her fight like she typically does, and that's when it's essentially like saying, here's your proof, mic drop, enjoy the rest of the episode. Yeah. I love her I, flex. Yeah, how they made it even look like the animated, where it just kind of she almost like disappears in a way. Well, especially when the when Mando wrapped her up and then she flipped over the tree and brought him up. It was so cool. So if tell me if that, that scene, was. If you look at that scene right before she flips, she smiles. Oh that, yeah, because she knows she's not. He's yeah. not yeah. About to me, <laughs> that is the most Anakin like yeah. trained anakin trained mm -hmm. thing yes. where yeah. it's like i got you and anakin's like yeah okay and then does some wildish outlandish yep. and she even smiles like anakin kind of does with that little grin i was like it's it's all a game to her it's all a game to her she she enjoys it so much just like anakin did yeah so it was funny because like that subtle to me that was a, a subtle nod that you just kind of see like her training as anakin's padawan her doing the, like this. You literally have the sabers chilling in San Diego waiting for you. Um, but yeah, it, I, I, I loved this episode. It was just so fulfilling. Uh, but that's okay. So yeah. we're on. There's some big things that we have to talk about. Uh, does anybody else have anything else to bring up about? Well, I wanted to ask Gio a question real quick. Yeah. Gio, um, you're maybe like the most casual Ahsoka fan out of us four. Like you, you didn't watch Rebels as like closely as we did. So as like a, as like a casual Ahsoka fan, did this increase your fandom of her? Like, does it make you like her more? Yeah. Like I literally have no complaints about what I saw. Um, I, I love the fact that they keep creating these things that can make the lightsaber less powerful, you, you know, uh, whether it's that, that metal or whatever that stormtrooper had in the force awakens. Mm, okay. Um, it just makes it more interesting. You well, know? Yeah. Cause and, you normally with the lightsaber, you could defeat anything, right? Well, And yeah. I, I think real quick, I'll butt in just real quick. I think that the reason why that happened this episode is because I think they're telling us that Moff Gideon's troopers are made out of a hundred percent. That his troopers are going to be made out of Beskar. A hundred percent. I mean, I, 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 we, we know that. We know that. It was I'm, stamped with the emblem. I'm just, I'm just saying for casual fans, I think the reason why they did that is to be like, okay, J Din's armor 
can withstand a lightsaber, who's been holding all the best guard this entire time? Moff Gideon. Boom. Okay, here's one. I had another thing, but since we have Gideon up as the topic, do you think Gideon is working for Thrawn or no. on his own? On his own. I agree with on you, Jake. Yeah, on, on his own. own. Okay, cool. I, I, think, I think everything in this episode with Ahsoka and Thrawn was completely, blatantly a backdoor pilot for something else. 100%. Oh, Thrawn I... is not working with the Empire anymore. Now that the Empire is gone, he has his I own he's plan. On his own. I 100% yeah. think he's on his own. I and see, I know that uh, listening and talking to Molly and Alex, that was their fear was like, oh, great, that kind of diminishes Gideon's like fearsomeness if he's a grunt to someone. I, I don't think he is in the slightest. I never once thought of that, even until, until people said, like, oh, he's working for Thrawn, and I was like, I, I don't think so, like, because he's clearly doing his own stuff, also. Um, it was pointed out to me that um, the HK units, the robots, have a on seventh fleet symbol on their heads. If you go back and look, um, but I, I, I don't think throw. I literally think I completely agree with Jake. Anything and any anything and everything that was related to rebels is a backdoor pilot has nothing to do with this. Maybe Ezra pops up for like a second or something, but that's like at most, I, I don't think we'll see Thrawn in this. I don't think we'll see, uh, personally, I don't think we're going to see Ezra. Um, Sabine, maybe because she's a Mandalorian, but like, I don't think all of a sudden this show is going to be a rebels mosh pot. So that's my opinion. Anyway, can I throw out my other thing? Well, I wanted to let Gio finish because I kind of cut him off. Oh, sorry. Go, Gio. Um, <laughs> kind of don't remember what I, what I was going to say. Well, I asked you if this made you a bigger fan of Ahsoka or not. Yeah, no, it absolutely does. I mean, I, I tweeted it yesterday. Like, Ahsoka might be the coolest Jedi, either live action or, or animated. And Man, Dave Filoni, oh, here we go. Care about characters, you do them really well. Obviously, he cares about Star Wars. I would love to see him work with Hayden Christensen and do something with Anakin, because I, I think he could, you know, a flashback. Uh, yeah. So you know, you know what, I Geo, that you make a great point because we obviously know that the Obi Wan series is coming, and we expect that series to possibly show flashbacks of the Clone Wars. What if Deborah Chow goes, you know what, Dave? You told this story in animation. Why don't you come direct these episodes? And he directs Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor in Clone Wars flashbacks. Just that would be interesting. Just imagine the possibilities, man. Just ah, oh, bring it. <laughs> All right, Brian. Let's let's uh let's 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 hear what you got. I know you got something you're um, Yeah, so I kind of the one thing that every time I kind of hear, I instantly go, that might be important is whenever they name drop a planet. Um, and this, uh, Python planet yep. that Ahsoka told is clearly more important than what is being talked about because it has a lot of connections to, legends um i i i'm no expert in this planet but um there is i'm seeing stuff like this has connection to darth bane um it's uh it's it's pretty important not to mention this isn't the first time that we have seen it in it name dropped in canon it appeared in afra's comics yep that's what i was gonna uh, say oh nice here jake if you know more go ahead no i mean I don't, I don't know a ton of it all i know is that it's it's in the deep core um it's a core planet and so it's not an outer rim planet or anything like that it's it's something that's very central to where the star wars galaxy is um and like brian said it did pop up in dr afra 
Uh, it's much more of a planet that was used in Legends, uh, older stories that aren't canon anymore. But like yes, many... Uh, I'll add it. Darth Bane Rule of Two is where this planet... So much, much like a lot of stuff in Star Wars when Disney bought the the franchise, um, they had a lot of almost everything in Star Wars had like these backstories and this history from legends, right? Everything was connected through stories and comics and books and stuff like that. But when Disney bought bought Star Wars, they said everything from this point is canon, everything before it is not. And so that wiped the slate clean for almost everything that we that was told in legends. And so uh, when when it dropped in uh, the Dr. Afra comic, that was really the first appearance we had of it in canon. All of what we're going to be seeing is going to be a fresh start for the planet. And so we don't know if it's going to be connected to Darth Bane. We don't know what kind of connection it's going to have. But we know for a fact that um, the planet was abandoned when the Jedi Order collapsed. That was the one thing because okay. there is a temple. But is there a temple there? Okay, there is there a temple is, yeah. there. So okay. it, but it's the Jedi. Yes, it, it's 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 a little different. It's the older version of them. It's a very, J -E very apostrophe old. D-A-I-I. Yeah, and well, like like Ahsoka said, it's an ancient Jedi temple. It's old school, like when you, when Luke found it on Octo. So it's old school. Um, but it was completely abandoned. It, it hasn't been inhabited. So it's just an empty place. Um, and so we don't know what to expect because it hasn't been really touched on in canon so far. Yeah, yeah I'm excited so, to see it. That's why I think he's going to have like a force vision there or like a force connection with somebody there. I mean, we Probably. saw with Ezra, you're right. We, we yeah. saw the same thing with Ezra in, in Rebels when he showed up to that temple. Everything kind of started clicking for him. So it's very possible. Could it be Obi-Wan? Yeah. No. It's possible. I mean, it is possible because Yoda was alive. Force Ghost Obi Wan, yeah. Yoda was alive. Uh, force Ghost. Oh yeah, yeah. It it would it would have to be a Force Ghost, and at this point, the only Force Ghosts we know of are Qui Gon, Obi Wan, Yoda, and Anakin. Those are the four. Oh, oh but God. the thing is, when Ezra had that vision, Yoda was still alive, right? Or, yeah, yeah. So maybe it has to be somebody who's alive still. Who knows? But May I maybe not. I mean, yeah. I mean, who knows? It it would be interesting. Um. Well, no. I mean. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, Ezra also communicated with communicated with Qui Gon in that episode. I believe uh, Qui Gon was a Force Ghost in that episode as well. Yeah, I mean, it would. We've seen Force Ghosts pop up and interact with live Jedi all the yeah. time, so it's yeah. very possible it's a it's a Force Ghost as well. Um, okay, I do want to get to one last thing before we head out because uh, we are getting short on time. Um, but this whole idea of Thrawn, and I know we talked about it slightly. But let's talk about where this series is possibly headed. Um, because now we, it, it, it almost seems like Din is being told of these multiple places to go. He now is headed to um, this ancient ancient Jedi temple. And we know that Moff Gideon is tracking him. Um, he is tracking him. He didn't show up on, on Corvus, uh, which some of us expected him to. Um, but that could possibly mean that he shows up on this world where the yeah. Jedi temple is. Um and then we obviously know the drop for, for Thrawn and, and Ahsoka and stuff. So uh, two questions. One, where do you think – what do you think is going to happen next, uh, like next episodes or so, how the series finishes out, what we've seen so far, um, if you have any idea? And two, um, do we see Ahsoka at all uh, going forward? Gio, I'll start with you. Yeah, start because you guys are probably going to bring up something that I didn't even think about. So uh... – Next couple episodes, I think you're going to get heavy Moff Gideon. Um, I, I, I think so. uh, you're going to see him uh, rally his troops and go out and uh, find the Grogu, I guess now. Um, will we see Ahsoka Tano? And, and that was one of my more favorite parts about this episode was that, okay, Ahsoka made her grand appearance. She pretty much had the entire episode. Now the episode focuses back on Mandalorian and Grogu. Jerry, you have no idea. And, oh my god! Oh yeah, <laughs> I couldn't. I had to stop myself from laughing when I saw that comment. <laughs> but um, I think we will see Ahsoka Tano uh, back in in this season. I, I think we'll hmm. definitely see her back. Um, so yeah, what are my thoughts? Uh, Jacob, I don't know this this show. It's so hard to predict this show. Like we. We thought we were getting one thing. We got something totally different, which is fine. It was great. Uh, so it's hard to tell. I think 
in a good way, this was, like we said, a setup for a spinoff series. So I think, I don't think we're going to see Ahsoka again this season. Not to say we won't see her back on the Mandalorian show at all. That's very possible because she's very connected to the Mandalores and Bo-Katan and Sabine. So if this show's headed to like a big taking back Mandalore and rebuilding Mandalore, if that's the end goal of this show, we could see her back. But I don't think we're going to see her back this season. Look, we have, what, three episodes left? Yeah. So it's going to... It's going to have to be about... So Din's quest this season is to bring Grogu to a Jedi. He already did, but she said, no, you have to go do this now. So he's going to see that mission out. It's going to end with him keeping him and like, look, you're my kid now, whatever, however that works, or sending him off with somebody else like Ezra or whatever. And then I think we're going to get some resolution with Moff Gideon and the dark saber i'm not like a full resolution but we're gonna get the next step in that story like whatever whether it's um bokutan getting it back or whatnot but they're gonna have to close that out like you ended season one with the reveal of moff Gideon having the dark saber and him being alive still so what is the resolution of that i think that's what it's heading towards uh mr brian mr brian I have no freaking clue what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Um, at this point, isn't that I, so nice? Though? Isn't that it just is. so nice? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I kind of tend to lean to think that we're done seeing the like fancy characters that we like have been looking forward to. Like every episode, I mean, minus episode two, we've gotten a, a new important character. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had, we had. Boba and Cobb Vanth in one. We had Bo Katan in three. Um, Ahsoka. Am I in missing five, one? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, like, we've gotten Frog our. Frog Lady, Brian. Oh, Frog Lady. <laughs> Frog Lady. Um, but so I think that we might be done with this, that stuff, and just kind of go back to a Mandalorian story for the rest. Um, I do think that we'll probably see Gideon intercept, uh, Din in either the next episode and the one following. Um, I, I think this is where Gideon's going to start to play his game. I would, I'm like 80% with Geo in saying that, uh, or excuse me, Samir, Angio, I think you said too, that he's going to get kidnapped. The child's going to get kidnapped soon. Or excuse me, Grogu. Um, so I, I think Gideon's story is going to start to play out these last three. The only thing that I question is John Carlo Esposito earlier before the season started to him saying, like, we have epic lightsaber fight in the season or something like that. Mm. I broke I broke three um, dark sabers in this stuff. That's the only thing well, that I'm kind of curious. Be him fighting Din. Look, that's why Din got that spear because he's gonna fight. Exactly. He's gonna well, fight exa- Mafidia. And that's yeah. and that's exactly what I'm thinking is he was given something that he can fight against mm-hmm. a lightsaber. And from from when we first heard this, we immediately went, "Oh, Ahsoka's going to fight him." Now we know that that cannot; those blades cannot cut through pure and um, I keep wanting to call adamantium. It. <laughs> uh, pure Beskar. Did I already say adamantium earlier? No, someone said it in the chat. Oh, uh, the pure Beskar. So I think that that fight is going to be Din and oh yeah Gideon, and I have a feeling it might be to get back the child. Um, so that's, or excuse me, Grogu. God, that's good. You still call him a child. You still call him a child. But anyways, my point is, I think we're done seeing these characters that were like, oh my God, look, it's Ezra. Oh my God, it's Thrawn. Uh, oh my God, it's, it's so-and-so. Oh, hi, Molly. This is what I was going towards. Molly, you read my mind. I was thinking that, honestly. Uh... read my mind. 
It's dude, a hundred percent. Crap, crap. That's so much better than what you say. He's she's more trained in that type of yeah. stuff than than he would be, and it would make sense. I do think we're going to see Bo-Katan this season again. Yes, I and oh, I, yeah. real quick, I'll say this: I don't, and it may just me not wanting to, but I don't think we'll see Ahsoka ever in this series again. Neither uh, do I. No, nor I do I want to. It might, it might just be me coming off as like I don't want to see her in the series again. But I don't think we'll ever see her as in the series again. Maybe a name drop, so something like that. I do think, though, that there's a high possibility of seeing someone like Sabine at some point because mm-hmm. she is Mandalorian. Yeah. If she's not with Ahsoka at this point, is she possibly trying to get back Mandalore as well? Who knows? Um, but, yeah, I, Brian, you're right. He, he was given the spear for a reason. Um, mm-hmm. The first thing I thought of was, like, Din's not going to fight with that. He's too, he's too good with other stuff. Who really needs the weapon... Uh, and who's really oh, yeah. hunting down the dark saber? It's not Din. It's Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan is the one hunting down the dark saber. Din probably has heard stories about it and doesn't really even care about it at this point. Um, and so that's just imagine a a Beskar spear going up a dark saber. Bo-Katan versus Moff Gideon. My God, <laughs> that'd be so <laughs> good. We think that, so that would be. The, but could that be the end of Bo-Katan though? So that happens? Don't you fucking say it, Prime. Oh no. no, she's winning that fight. Oh no. <laughs> so then who does Mandalorian fight? All the uh He's gonna be fighting everybody else around the, the Dark Troopers. Dark Troopers. Yeah, yeah, he'll be fighting the Dark Troopers in, in whatever kind of army that, that Moff Gideon has, I would think. Because it's it it's gonna come down to a Moff Gideon and Moff Gideon's army fight versus Din, Bo Katan, whoever she has with them, possibly Cobb Vanth, probably Grief Karga and Cara Dune. It's gonna be like Team Mando versus Team Gideon. Um, Civil War style in the MCU. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just, eleven, man. How do they all get there though? That's the thing. <laughs> I no, no. Jake, ever since you said it, I I just need Cobb Vanth to join Clan Mudhorn. He's being Clan Mudhorn. He's gonna be I, Clan Mudhorn. I, I, need, I need maybe season that. three. Season three. He's gonna I be need, Clan Mudhorn, hundred percent. Oh god. And then give give Grogu a little little bit of armor somewhere. <laughs> With a little, little shield, little patch. Um, all right. Well, any any final thoughts on uh, on chapter thirteen, the Jedi, gentlemen? Any, anything? Any parting words here? Yeah, it was oh. great. <laughs> it was definitely a bit of uh, fan oh, service. Molly, Molly, you're touch, You're pulling the heartstrings here. Yes, yes. Oh. Ooh, what if? Ooh, hmm. I like interesting. This. Well, there's been theories that she's not. A good person. Well, I, I said that. Well, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think yeah. she's gonna be the big bad. I think she's like a big bad. She's the leader of a cult, essentially. Yeah. I think she'll be the big bad. I don't know if it'll be this season, but I think she's gonna be the big bad. I don't know if Din can beat her, to be honest. <laughs> in a fight, we'll see. It'll be interesting. He's I mean, good with his gadgets. Yeah, I mean, maybe at that point when he fights her, he has the dark saber. Who knows? Um, Chuck, I don't think Boba's gonna be back in this this season. No, that was another. Oh, I forgot about him. That was another back a spinoff thing. Uh, I mean, Bob I'm, Iger did say they were going to do spinoffs from the Mandalorian, like multiple. So I, I think I, if I they ever did a bubble one, it would be like an Obi Wan situation where it's eight episodes and it's done. Oh yeah, I think so too. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I honestly don't think Boba Fett's going to want his armor back. No, he's he would have went. He got it already. He's he gonna become a. He's gonna be become a, an Obi Wan hermit. It's gonna be a different story. It's not gonna be about his armor. Or he's gonna become a. He's gonna become a sand people. That's what he's gonna become. He's gonna become a sand people. He's gonna become a sand people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> I think um, I personally think the armorer is gonna be season three's. That's what I possibly. said. Probably, yeah. That's what I said. No, but I'm saying like I don't think we're gonna see her this season. Next season, yeah, she's gonna. I be think heavier. the series after we figure out the stuff with Gideon, I think the series is working towards Death Watch returning essentially, a version of it. Maybe them not calling themselves Death Watch, but a version of it where they're the extreme extremist side of the Mandalorians, and Din slowly realizes yeah. that 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 is that's not the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes to fight with Bo-Katan up against the armor and what, what she has. Cause they were so heavily involved in season one and then they disappear. Where are they? Who are they at this point? You know, like, and she took all that Beskar with her all. She took all that Beskar <laughs> with her. 
she melted big. all those yeah. extra scraps. Uh, one last thing that I loved about this episode, the very last scene of when um, uh, Din's carrying Grogu and Ahsoka nods to him. Oh, yeah. At the very end, it was like almost kind of like, thank you. And she's yeah. just like, well, and it was through, you could tell it was through the force too. A hundred percent. But that like that was just like, oh, that's because it's not like he can be like, hey, tell tell Mando thanks. Like yeah, and save my butt. He probably like, communicated to Ahsoka that he didn't want to leave Din's side. Like, something, but it was cute. It was just like, thank you. And she's just like, no problem. So I I I and then her just walking away. Yeah. With her cape and stuff. Okay, Jake just grins at even the thought of it. And okay. hey, we got a little dose of Ahsoka trying to train the child. All right, it was it was fun. Mm. God, you were obsessed with these photos. Look at that one. That one's awesome. That one is. Awesome. I like how she has scars on on her things. That <laughs> or like creases. Jacob, so, you're gonna you're gonna have to go look at when I hear Thrawn's name. Yeah, I literally jumped. Yes, I need to see that. I'll I jumped off the couch. I'll get the timestamp for you guys and I'll send it to you. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's embarrassing. All right, so that is that is our full uh, extended review breakdown of Chapter 13, The Jedi. Um, what an incredible episode. Uh, I know that there's definitely faults, but we for this for this Fandalorian Club, we kind of dived into the the more so the the reveals that happened inside the episode. Um, the revelations that that could make huge impacts going forward in this series and other series as well. Um, and so to all of you watching, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Um, make sure you guys, you know, hit that bell icon on the channel. We go live multiple times a week here on the channel for Apocalypse Now, as well as the Fandalorian Club. Um, Fandalorian Club lives every Friday, 4 p.m. right here, Pacific time. Uh, we break down every single episode. Uh, there's only three episodes left in the season. Um, so make sure you're joining us every <laughs> Friday for those. We'll also do a... Um, a full season discussion uh, afterwards as well. And we'll have Keith on there to kind of break it all down on a full episode of now. Um, but for now uh, to, to the entire fan club, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us for geo, Jacob, Brian, and myself. We are apocalypse movies. Make sure you guys are joining us everywhere on social media here on YouTube audio as well, where you guys can find all of our episodes. Um, and again, uh, if you guys have questions, comments, or concerns about anything Mandalorian, Leave some comments. We'd love to answer them on future episodes. But for now, uh, thank you again for joining us. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Later, guys.